Russ Westbrook's one of my favorite point guards of all time. <laughs> For me, my top five favorite point guards of all time. Number one, Alfred Payton. Number two, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Frank Milikina. No, no, huh? no, 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 no. Number two, uh, it's got to go to CP3. Mm-hmm. Number three, it's got to go to um, Zion Williamson. Jeff, Stan Van Gundy has been smoking crack yep. and has claimed that Zion Williamson's future is as a point guard. So my number four <laughs> favourite point guard is Zion Williamson. <laughs> my number five is Lamelo Ball and my number six is Russell Westbrook. <laughs> 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 Uh, That's calm, bro. I'm calm. I have you looking nice in that Westbrook jersey. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. All right. Welcome, 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 everyone, to episode 22 of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. This is Chisong coming at you in, stu- in virtual studio. We have our, our special guest, Abdullahi. How are you Yo. doing today, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you guys doing, man? The only Pacers fan that I know. Bro, the only one he that's needed, man. He the only one that's needed. Pacers. He chose the Pacers after Paul George left. <laughs> Bro, when Oladipo came to the team, one most improved, that team looked bright. That's what I'm saying, man. They had bright <laughs> I like how he used past tense. Bro, watch what Oladipo's going to do at the Heat, man. Yeah, but that's Stricken. the point. <laughs> He's not on your team, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 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 look. We got a consolation prize in Levert, and that guy's been balling since he Hey, I'm not going to lie. The Pacers didn't come off of it bad, but welcome, Abdullahi, man. He's got the coldest Bro. reverse package in, in the NBA 100% of the time. Even if he's got an open layup, 100% of the time he will go for a He was going to give you that. Every single <laughs> time. You up and under, Every time. Whether he makes it or not. That's something you stick to it, man. That's it. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know what? He, Same way that you stick to just, you know, because you know, he doesn't take 2K2. Yeah. Every time, every shot, if he's taking a layup, bro, he's gonna go on the <clears throat> reverse. I mean, it's like the Julius Randle spin move, no? Bro, with yeah, Shaq, yeah. fam, this guy's doing reverse layup. It's with more Shaq. like the Pascal Siakam spin this move. This guy is like Julius Randle, Pascal Siakam, and Shaq all in one. <laughs> hey, look, that's good company. I don't care what you guys say, man. That's <laughs> like you combine them three, you got an elite Especially player. Especially Julius Randle, he's the greatest you, of the three. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that his. his <laughs> He's the greatest genius since Caesar, according to him. Oh yeah, I remember. Now we've been you know, over. He it. said he was. Be, no, you know, he's, we've been over it. He's better than Caesar. He's the oh yeah, Caesar nah, got stabbed in the back by his friends. Do you think RJ Barrett would stab Julius Randle in the back? I don't think so. <laughs> so, <laughs> by definition. So when the Knicks, wait, 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 when the Knicks trade him, what's gonna happen? Huh? Would you not consider stab- that stabbing in the back? When the Knicks trade him, yeah. Why would the Knicks trade him? Oh. Look, We're not the Pacers to be trading our best player away. Oh, oh shit! Oh, the best oh, player don't want to no. stay. Like we can't force them to stay. Yeah, exactly. But we're not in that situation. Our best player wants to stay. I know you can't relate to that, but our best player wants to stay. I know you can't relate to Abdullahi. Hey, listen. Hey, listen, Just, listen. When's the last time the Knicks made the playoffs? Huh? Two thousand and twenty-one. <laughs> 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 hey, speaking of the Knicks, Noble, you had something you wanted to say. <laughs> And you're uh, going to be repeating this like often during the, during this episode, just just to make uh, Vino happy. Let's let, let's hear it, Noble. No means no. I don't give my consent. <laughs> <laughs> why? 
I need to mentally prepare myself. You know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna say it. the Knicks. I was wrong about the Knicks. Let's move on now. Ooh. What no, statement? No, no, no. I, remind them what statement did you make that was incorrect? <laughs> we gotta do this yet. <laughs> no, if had I been wrong about the Thunder, I would have done the same thing. However, I was not. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Do you walk a shame, man? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want people to know me as the voice of reason on this mm. chat, so that's okay. I'm, I mean, on this podcast, so I have to take my statements. Okay, wait, let me revise my statements. The Knicks oh, are not the Knicks are not trash enough to fall out the playoffs. They are decent enough to make it into the first round in the East. So in the East, yes, yes, one hundred percent. No, they're in the West. That's all. Story, but well, we we've just beaten sides. we've just beaten Western Conference playoff team Memphis. We beat in Toronto, which that's a gimme. We beat the Lakers. We beat um, New Orleans, who are uh, playoff contenders, and then we beat the Mavs, who are another Western Conference playoff team. Bro, Knicks are no joke. I appreciate your apology, semi apology, but the Knicks oh, are, so, are going to go so, further than the first uh, round. Okay. Okay. <laughs> This why I don't like saying shit, fam. It depends on who because they match up with. It depends on give, who they match up with. You give him an inch. You give this nigga an inch, bro. This nigga gonna take the whole tape. He gonna take the whole tape from your hand and slap you. I'm not saying they necessarily will, but they could. Because right now, okay, it's not looking good. We match up with the with the Bucks if we go into the playoffs right now. So if we play the Bucks, we'll probably get knocked out there. But say, for example, we, we go up one seed by chance. And if we end in a five seed, or even we go... To the four seed, either f- if we end up in the five seed and we play the Hawks or the Celtics, I don't mind our chances against the team, like especially the Hawks in a seven game series. I don't mind that. You know what's gonna happen. Most likely, the Hawks are gonna fall down to six, and you guys might climb up all the way to five. But you guys are gonna play the Celtics and lose in the first round. Celtics will be tough, but that will- Celtics will be tough. But I think we got a chance. So one to four. Okay, yeah, you probably have them. No, no, you don't have a chance. You have the most opportunity it's most likely if you're ever going to meet one to four and the celtics is the fourth the celtics is the only team you could hey, possibly I'm saying, beat i'm not saying that we're championship contenders i'm not even going to say that we're going to make the second round i'm saying when the knicks enter the playoffs they're not a team that teams are going to want to match up with we're at least we'll at least tie you down yeah okay no no okay i refuse that i don't think that Are i don't think crazy? anyone is saying i don't think anyone's seeing the knicks and i don't think anyone in the playoffs not the top not the top teams they're not going to see the knicks and say oh my god i don't want to play them in the f-. no bro you guys are gonna be a four and one. But what are you mad? When everything gets slowed down, are you insane? That's how the Knicks play. The Knicks play at the slowest pace in the NBA, I'm pretty sure. We literally have the I think one of the lowest scoring offenses. We don't play many possessions. We grind it out defensively. Yeah, but okay, let me tell you something. First of all, who on the Knicks has playoff experience besides Derrick Rose? Proper playoff experience. Taj Gibson. And Taj Gibson. Yeah, but you see how none of them are your primary players. No, but your we got, stars, we got other your guys. your box, the guys, the guys who are supposed to propel you, who are supposed to come crunch time, the guys who have the ball in their hands, they they don't know what the playoff feels like. Fine, fair, fair enough. We've got a very young team. We have a very young, but I think we've got a chance to. Yeah, exactly. You guys have a very young team, so you guys are not going to face Celtics. You have a ch- okay. Don't get me wrong because I'm I'm being honest. I might as well go all the way. The Knicks are a great defensive team, and the way they play their pace because they're so slow. That's it. Actually, works out to the benefit of Julius Randle, who is your best player. But come playoffs, this is the thing. 
everyone falls off a little bit in the playoffs. It's 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 not normal for you to get better in the playoffs. That's not normal at all. Just like Jamal Murray, that's I why agree. that's why he got so so much press. That's why everyone was hyping him up so much, and why this season people think that he's not reaching the same because he and that's went why, On a quick side note, that's why I think Donovan Mitchell should get some more attention. But go on. True that, true that too, because he has been he gets better in the playoffs and still comes back in the season. Still does bits. Exactly. Yeah, you're completely you're completely right. <clears throat> but with the Knicks, now that I've decided to take all the cap off and all the hate and all, I'm not gonna lie to you. The Knicks is not a bad franchise. You're a bad person. I don't like you. That's why. I'm like, <laughs> so, I just want people to understand where where a lot of my comments come from. It's it's it's. No, it's, it's not a Knicks fan base, to be honest. Let's be real. Yeah, like, as a fan base, toxic, they're one man. of the most... Bro, they just piss you off to listen yeah, to them. Yeah, bro. Like, I just want it to be known. I've said this multiple times on this platform. I was not in support of that little boy that cried. Look, I was not in support of that. I was in support of giving Porzingis time. Because at the four mm. pick, who else were we going to take? People wanted Justice Winslow. Are you insane? Look how that worked out. Come on now, man. I yeah, was okay with Porzingis. Nah, but you know the thing with Knicks fans, it's the Knicks fans are just like the owner. It's mm. like y'all ain't done shit, nobody rates you, yeah. You guys make all the noise for real. Why? For real. Make it make sense. You know what? Knicks fans act like you're Lakers. I'm bloody. Do you know how much noise you make for the Indiana Pacers? Oh, we get gas over every little move. They pick up one person, they're like, hey, this is gonna change this is gonna be a playoff. We, we, we are a very fickle fan base. I get it, I agree. But what I will say is that we're a very loyal fan base as well. Apart from Max Kellerman, we don't we don't claim him. He <laughs> constantly picks up and drops off the Knicks when he wants. We're not being used by Max Kellerman anymore. Fair but yeah. the rest of the Knicks fans that I know are very loyal fans. Because once yeah. you're in the Knicks, you stay loyal to the Knicks. And that's okay. why this moment is so sweet for us. I don't care if we get knocked out in the first round. Just one little bit. Let me just add this little bit in because you forgot it. You guys aren't just loyal. You guys are delusional. Wow. So that's the reason wow. why you're loyal. You guys are loyal because you think every year, every off season, you guys are going to get that superstar so you can go get a win. You can win a ring the next year. Every Knicks fan thinks that that year they're going to win a ring. If, like, hey, Vino, tell him he's wrong, huh? Tell him he's wrong. I, I, I haven't thought we're going to win a ring for the last five years. The last time I thought we were going to win a ring was when Carmelo was in his prime. I know we need to move on from this topic. There's been a lot of sad things. No, but wipe that smile off your face. Someone's knee died. Someone's knee died. Jamal Murray, torn ACL, done for the season. Oh, yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell, was it a few days later, right? Yeah. High ankle sprain, limped off. He's looking like he might only be a few weeks. And I seen Steve Naismith talk about it too. It's funny he talked about it right before I think Donovan Mitchell went down. He was like, and I seen an article about it too. He was saying like injuries on a whole are reduced across the season. Like they were saying like ACL, you expect about five ACLs. Like it's common for you to have about five ACLs every season, but this season yeah. we've only had we had had only three. I think Jamal Murray is now the fourth. So, <clears throat> and even after even after they were talking about injuries. But but then again, I don't think that's true because if you think about it, bro, the play of the schedule as a fan, I've loved it because, bro, when was the last time that you could go? The season ends, you close your eyes, you go to sleep, you wake up, and the season started again. That's literally at what the it fan, felt. it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was amazing for us, but for this professional players, you know the thing, 
you know what they say about professionals, yeah? When, especially when you become a veteran or when you really get into the game, your body's used to a particular cycle. These guys are doing the same thing. You see Steph Curry taking the same exact shot that he's taking now that he was taking like 20, oh, sorry, 15 years ago. So it's like professionals are professionals. They expect to, they expect to play a certain way. So now that the season has come, like they haven't had an appropriate amount of rest. Yes, you can say that they haven't had as many big injuries, but they've had so many small injuries. Bro, we were talking about fantasy this season. I mean, four of us sitting sitting down here, we all have fantasy players. Every single one of us has gone through the injury bug. And I think it's more, I can say for myself, that it's more than it was last year. And I don't know about you guys. Vina, I feel like you can definitely say that. because that Yeah, bro, my shit was crazy. Terrible. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, um, part of the the injuries or, or the players being out this like in fantasy is also COVID. Cause you know, if yeah. a guy is, is out for two weeks or quarantined for two weeks because of COVID, then we see um, it, injury, it, yeah. it just shows up as an injury. Like, at least like four or okay. five games, but you know what? they're missing yeah. the team. I'm not even talking yeah. about that because I mean, that's an unavoidable fact. We can't fight COVID fam. I don't have the cure for that, but I'm saying in terms of actual games being played and the injuries, physical injuries happening to players, you're seeing so many players go. Yanis just went down and came back. So yeah. many players are going down due to like small, small, small knocks and bumps here. It's yeah. not natural. Like it's not. James Harden has missed time. time. Kyrie has missed time for personal reasons, but also due to injury. Um, Jamal Murray's gone. Donovan Mitchell is going to miss time. Anthony Davis is not back yet. LeBron James is not back yet. Steph Curry had the tailbone injury like before the start of the season. Trey Young was out for a little bit. Almost every team has had people besides COVID go down for physical injuries. So I, know, I think this whole, like the schedule is, it's a lot, bro. No, yeah. but I feel like the schedule is a lot, but the teams are trying to kind of take it, that into account. I think KD, they held him out longer for sure because mm-hmm. of that reason. LeBron and AD, I think would have been back by now, especially AD, had it not been for that. So I agree that the injuries are looking worse. I feel like the actual injuries that players are taking are not worse. They're just being um, handled differently. Yeah. At the same time, that still kind of has the same effect because the player yeah, still exactly. makes the same amount of games. Yeah. But basically, the players... I, I saw two GMs were saying, basically, that uh, they didn't like the schedule because of the injuries and it was leading to injuries. But there's actually no correlation. I saw this on the jump this morning. The Knicks... Uh, the, not the Knicks. The NBA um, this season have actually looked at the injuries and the injuries overall are down. The number of injuries... And the number of serious injuries are down from last year. The superstar injuries are up a little bit, but that these things happen. Yeah. And it's it's a balance. I think the schedule had to be the way that it had to be. As you said, it was great for fans. I'm not saying suck it up to them. I know it's tough for them. But what, what can you do? There's only so much that can be done. Yeah, it's an adjustment. Yeah. I feel like, especially if the league is going to continue the way it is, it's just you have to get used to it. And I'm sorry, people love to say there's no direct correlation. I call it bullshit, fam. What do you mean there's no direct correlation? Because the reason why I said there is a correlation, but there is nothing you can do about it, is because you had these players who had about three, four months, usually in the off season to practice, rest, R and R, everything. Players in the bubble, bro. So you had them playing the whole of that season, coming off what maybe a month, month and a half, two months max of rest, and then they're back here for another new season, which by all accounts has maybe been if. Like it's been just as competitive, if not even more competitive than last season. Yeah, because yeah. the, like, the playing brackets make exactly, it a lot more exactly. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. noble, noble. Also, coming back to last season, 
the teams like the Knicks, the Suns, not the Suns, the Knicks, the Kings, these teams, we were off for five, six months, I think. Mm-hmm. And even more. That, yeah, even more. And because of that, come playoff times, this is why I actually believe in the Knicks a little bit. Because come playoff times, these other teams, no, no, I'm not saying that the Knicks, I'm not trying to make a point about the Knicks here. I'm saying I'm only bringing the Knicks up as an example because they're a team that had time off that in the playoffs this year. So a team could get banged up because of all the fatigue from those players constantly playing mm-hmm. and run yeah. into a team like the Knicks that have been healthy all this time. The Knicks have the advantage in the health kind of aspect of yeah. that. Yeah. And that, that could cause a lot of up, upsets in the playoffs. We'll see about that. Like the Lakers especially is one example. that we, that We've seen it with them. They could get knocked out by a team like the Pelicans. Who knows? I mean, Denver could get knocked, potentially get knocked out now because before, I mean, before Jamal Murray went down, Denver yeah. was a dark horse. They were the dark horse to win a championship. Yeah, last few episodes, obviously, like we mentioned, um, Michael Porter Jr. has been going off. Jamal Murray has started rounding into form. Um, obviously, Jokic has been performing at MVP level all year. Um, and then now Jamal Murray is out. Do you still think, like, how far do you think they can make it in the playoffs now? I still, I mean, that team is still, bro. That team is still stacked. Yeah, Murray, Murray has gone out, and he he was not. First of all, he was not their leader. And they've, he was hold the on, Noble, Noble, sorry. Before that, just to add to what Chisholm said. Yeah. Now to replace Mo, uh, Murray at point guard, they've still got two options. They've got Monte Morris, and they've got Campazzo. So I don't think you start Campazzo because of his size with Jokic in the starting lineup. I think that creates an imbalance defensively. Mm-hmm. But I think if you start Monte Morris, give Campazzo minutes off the bench, you can still run a decent offense. Go on, Noble. First of all, I don't see them losing in the regular season. I'm sorry. That team is still good enough to beat most teams in the regular season. So, I don't see them going down. They might end up... Yeah. Uh, oh, no, they're way behind. They'll flip a few games because of it. I don't know if they're going to... I don't know if they're necessarily going to pass the Clippers. I don't think so, to be fair, because the Clippers are playing pretty good. Um, But... Yeah, if they play, I don't know who their first round matchup is. I think most likely the Trailblazers. I don't. Whew. Yeah, the the Blazers or the Lakers it could be because they they're in the four spot. Lakers in the five spot. Yeah, the Lakers are not going up on the table. I see them dropping down at all. How so, long before LeBron comes back? A week, um, maybe, few weeks. Maybe, though. A few weeks, but AD should be coming back sometime this week. A week, no, not sometime this week. They said a week away. And I think he's going to be on a minutes restriction when he's back. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know what the thing is, right? Say that the Nuggets start falling off now, like they start losing a couple of games or going. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Fam, I can actually see it happening because Jamal Murray was a key part. This guy was balling off when it comes to just like he was on- key. Oh, he was key, but I don't think he was that key. You know, and wait, just so everyone knows, so, so they're um, scheduled right now. They have the Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, the Warriors, the Rocket, the Grizzlies again, the Pelicans, the Raptors, and the Clippers. So I would That's say, kind of like, tough. yeah, exactly. It's but there's there's some gimmies in there. There's, there's a couple there's gimmies, few gimmies in there. They'll keep that position roughly. I don't think they'll drop yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But and I think they potentially have the weapons to. Jokic is too good, and because I always think about the playoffs, playoffs, playoff time, things start, things tend to slow down. If you see Murray last season. The reason why he went off wasn't necessarily because they were playing faster. No, it was because he was making impossible shots. He was making almost almost every That's... shot was a Kobe type shot. Yeah, they didn't yeah. Murray Murray bowed out. I tell you, the Nuggets need someone in the clutch like that, and Jamal Murray was like he was showing up last year, especially in the bubble. I think yeah. you're gonna see a whole lot more Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon because they're using Aaron Gordon primarily as uh, off the oh, ball yeah. guy, and he's been doing so good. Yeah, off the ball guy for Jokic. Yeah. But now we might end up seeing some lineups where he might get the ball in his hand too. 
I think they're so stacked that they can make it out the first round. Second yeah. round, though, I don't see it happening because in the West, the question, the question in the second round, every team in the second round going forward is trying to win a champion. Like the teams who make it that far are usually the favorites to win the championship. I'm sorry, it's just been that year for the past. It's been that way for the past what five, six years. Even when LeBron wins it. Another question that I have for you guys regarding the the Jamal Murray injury is how like what how do you think this affects um Jokic's chances to win to win the MVP? Jokic MVP. It's undisputed now. I don't think it changes anything. He's MVP now. He's MVP now. No, no, wait, wait. If the Nuggets start losing and they actually start going on a downhill trend or they go 500 for the next few games I, and uh, they fall to like the fifth or the sixth seed, then yeah, I feel like Jokic is going to fall out. I would rather go for Embiid in that case. I would go. As I long would, as they stay top four, as long as they stay top four, he's MVP. Because he's MVP now. Stay top four, he's MVP. He's averaging, what, 27, 11 and 8 or some shit. He's leading the league in double doubles. 50, 40, 90. Yeah, like, because another, another... Is he 50, 40, 90? But his free throws are only like a percent away from a 50, 40, 90 season. Mm. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's insane. Yeah, and another thing, like, even if you... Let's say they, they do lose a couple games coming up. Um, who do you think is going to take, like, go past him in that MVP race? Because guys like um, LeBron and, and Joel Embiid have missed significant time. Jokic hasn't missed any game this season. That's true. Hmm. That's true. Exactly. And you know what? Yeah, I feel like he really deserves it because Denver, y'all remember how Denver started the season? I think they were two and nine yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. They were booty sweat, bro. <laughs> I agree <laughs> with you. But hold on. There's one guy who deserves it as well. And he plays in Portland. No, nah, but and his see, name is Damian Lillard. Not anymore. DJ was out for so long. He fell off though. For three games. Not for three games, for like a month. Yeah. Oh, right, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh yes, CJ was out for 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 minute. Yeah, and, CJ was out for a minute. And the center, um, Yusuf Nurkic was was out for a while too. Bro, yeah, and he, exactly. he was able to keep that team afloat. Yeah, my guy's shoulders. I'm not gonna lie, no, Lillard's shoulders, bro. Nah, I need to go do his workout for him. That nigga can put the earth on that shit. He can stack it up. Boom, he's strong. But mm-hmm. I'm saying, stats wise, over the last month or so. He's fallen off. Like when I say fall off, don't get me wrong. He's still doing like maybe twenty points or something. Maybe two. But before, before that, my man was slapping thirties, forties. Like he was dropping big numbers. That's what really had the trailblazers in them. And then Every, everyone's gonna have hot and cold spells. In the no, season. but this is the important part. The Blazers have been losing to good teams. They beat the bad teams, but they've been losing so much to good teams. I don't have a particular number, but it is way above sixty percent. Against all the good teams, anything that has a championship aspiration, you go, you go and just see that L beside their name, and that's why I think that's one of the reasons why he doesn't get that MVP pick. Because for you to be MVP, your team has to win, and that's why my pick for MVP I think is not well, should, doesn't deserve to be it. Even though low key, what Steph Curry is doing with the Warriors in the West, having them tenth and five hundred, and it's him, bro. Don't no one should tell me it's not Steph Curry. It's him. He's gonna win a scoring. He's gonna win a scoring title, but obviously because they, that hasn't directly translated to um wins, he doesn't yeah. deserve the MVP. That's why you gotta give it to Jokic. I I don't yeah. see for me for when Murray went down, it became a, it became an answer. Yeah, because even like, if, just to keep it fair, like the MVP is always gone to someone in the top seat. Yeah, like, if Jokic drops to like the fifth or the sixth, he's out. Okay, Dame is all the way in the sixth right now, and we don't see him like cracking that. So, see, the, th- the thing is, though, no, so I guess the, the question is, is, who would you give it to if 
if you if Jokic just does drop to like a five or six seed, I'm hundred percent. give it to Dame. Ooh, we got one. Embiid missed too many games, man. Listen, Noble. Team no, look, 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 look. His team has been winning. This guy has been producing up numbers. Yeah, but his team has been right. winning without him. His team is like nine and two without him. That's a big deal as well. This is most valuable player. If your team yeah, can play that well without yeah, him, about it. what's the yeah. change from last year to this year for the Sixers? Only thing that they but did more, was the coaching change. Yeah, there's a coach. And more there's been a lot of changes. They've got better shooters. Coaching change has allowed Embiid to go from 47% from the field to 52%. The guy's been shooting 38% from the three-point line, and he's averaging 30, 11, and nine. Right. Yeah, I understand that. But listen, you're talking about Damian Lillard, Noble. And you said against the... I agree um, with you, by the way. It's weird, but yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, but the thing is, you, you've been saying that he's been losing uh, too many games against the big teams. I think, I've just looked it up, against the top eight teams in the NBA, which is not the top four in each conference, but it's the top eight teams, he's almost 500 this season. He's just one game under 500. That's not that bad. He's been That's winning. Very bad. Mm, yeah, That's but like, compare that to, for example, the Nuggets. But considering he's been missing his two... He's been missing his second and third best players for most of the season. Yeah, but then over the past 10 games, they're 5-5. Five and five. and Yeah, he's had a cold stretch. I understand that. But at the same time, he was hot for so long. Are we really going to ignore all of that? Okay, but then if you want to use that, but if you want to use that same logic here, who is leading the league in scoring right now? I don't know. What, well, it's, uh, uh, what's his face? Beal. Yeah, guess who's second? Steph? Who? Yeah. Do you know how much off? Do you know how off it is from from Bradley Beal? Point six. You know, and I'm sure I bet my left testicle on it that right now is probably a tie because he scored. He dropped like what forty or thirty three. He's he's done like nine or ten straight thirty plus thirty plus point yeah. games. But you yeah, don't hear nobody yeah. mentioning his name in the MVP conversation because at the end of the day, for you to be MVP, your team has to win on some level. It's just the rule yeah. on That's just how some level. Yeah. And Blazers are 32 and 23 this year. Yeah, okay. So then when you get there, okay, so so that's first thing. On some level, your team has to win. Then two, then two, when you want to compare yourself, because now it's just a question. Okay, so wait, first of all, I'm just being devil's advocate because if um for me, if Jokic is out, Lillard should be the next guy. Because everything I'm saying, the only reason why he doesn't compare is because Jokic has been there every game of this season. And when he's off the floor versus when he's on the floor, bro, there's a big difference. You can see the difference in the way Denver plays. So that's why I'm giving yeah. it to you. But one, let's take him out of the equation. Lillard's 100% because, bro, you're, you're, you're 100% correct. This guy without CJ McCollum was averaging like 25 or 26. That's not that's not a little yeah. number. And oh, Nurkic was averaging like 17 and 10 or something like that, like big boy numbers. They had fucking NS nah, Nurkic is averaging 9 and 9 and 7 this season, but he's on a minutes restriction. He's he's not that good. We know what Nurkic is. We know what Nurkic is. Before, before he went down, he was probably, I think he was doing like he, 17 or 10. He, he was playing pretty bad this year, to be honest. But he was, it was only a small sample size. But we know who Nurkic is anyway. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had Ennis Cantor, bro. Ennis Cantor is the Jared Smith of centers. If Ennis Cantor is a starting guy on your team, you should not be winning anything. He's That's a league But then just listen to, this, right? listen to this. The Sixers right now actually have the best record in the East. Mm-hmm. They have 39 and 17. But they don't need him beat. Only thing that changes is the competent coach, right? We've established that. But they win so much without Embiid, Abdullahi. But if you take him out for the whole season, you think that's going to be keep happening, huh? They'll be maybe they'll be fourth or third in the East. In but the- at the same time, they won't have any kind of contention in them. I agree. 
Embiid is the best player on the best team in the East. That says MVP all over. He has the numbers for it. He has definitely got the efficiency for it. But but okay, see, but this is the thing. Now you have because we have so many MVP candidates that you that you now have to take. If, all if it of comes, them are lacking. It's not about the story, though. I promise you, narrative is one of the key things in MVP. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So when you add up everything, MVP, the only viable choices in my eyes is either Jokic or Embiid. That's the truth, because everyone else is either lacking one of the key. Like recipes, ingredients. Okay, for the. MVP. Let me tell you why I don't think Embiid is a is a is a MVP. I'm sorry. There's one guy here. There's one guy who I'm not gonna lie to you should be in the MVP conversation, but we haven't even mentioned his name one time. And y'all should know who I'm talking about. James Harden. Harden. Of course, yeah, James the Beard Harden, bro. Why I is it that this man doing this big ass numbers, <laughs> doing all this bullshit? Is not even being being to take the L. It's not even being considered. I really feel yeah, like because no no that, because the reason for that is because he on his team even though James Harden is my he's not he's not the best player on his team but he's been the most effective player on his team like he's made them win the most but you still have Kyrie Irving who is still out here dropping forty points every night and you have KD who's dropping thirty every night when he put needs that to. same scenario but put the sixes in there yeah and furthermore Abdullahi a lot of the guys you are mentioning like Steph Curry and these guys Terry Noble they're not even in the MVP conversation if you really want to talk about it it's Damian Lillard. It's Nikola Jokic. It's Joel Embiid. LeBron's missed too much. Yeah, yeah. LeBron is up, and yeah. that's it. That's it. Those are the three guys in that conversation we were, we were right now. We were talking about how we were talking about how on the Nets it's difficult to win MVP because they're so stacked. But they did just lose a piece, unfortunately, and that's Lamarcus Aldridge. He was having um, an irregular heartbeat in his last game that he played in. Came out of that game, and uh, I had him on fantasy. It said day-to-day illness. It mm. was supposed to just be a small thing. And then he up and just left. Never came back again. He, he's he's looking out for his health, man. Yeah. What can you do? I mean, like he, in in the report, so- yeah, in the report, he was saying even after he got home, his, his heart still wasn't uh, back to normal. Had to get rushed to the ER, and um, yeah. I, mean, I, I can only imagine how scary that that type of shit is. Uh, um, what does this change for the Nets in, in you guys' opinion? Can I ask a question before that? Yeah, go ahead. Do you think Lamarcus Aldridge is a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yes. Yep. If Chris Bosch is, then Lamarcus Aldridge is. I know Chris Bosch won hey, champion. Hey, no, don't, no, no, no. no stand over here, bro. Chris Bosch is better than Lamarcus Aldridge. His career yes. is, better, is better than Lamarcus Aldridge. He's a 10-time All-Star in, I think, only 12 or 13 years in the league. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He was a great player. Great on Toronto. When he went to Miami, he settled into his role. People clowned him. He won two rings. Oh, he was shut up. Bigs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. However... Lamarcus Aldridge throughout his career has been a baller. He's been he can get buckets on anyone that turn around fadeaway. We've spoken about it enough times, and I just want to put, put some respect on the fact that when he was on those Blazers team, Brandon Roy went down. It was supposed to be him and Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy went down, and then mm-hmm. Dame came in. Dame had his formative stages, and they still were winning throughout everything. He made sure he made sure that they at least won some games. And then when he went to the Spurs, it was really unfortunate for him. His situation was very unfortunate. Then the whole Kawhi drama happened at the Spurs mm. and that team fell apart. And he basically, he basically became the king of, of a terrible city where there was no one else. It, wasn't, it didn't go the way it was supposed to go in his career. Chris Bosch's career, it worked out. He pulled out in Toronto. Then he went 
to Miami had his success. After that, even in Miami, they made the playoffs. And then the unfortunate blood clots happened with him. Yeah. It was a very similar ending to their careers, to be honest. And the thing is, Chris Bosch went into the Hall of Fame, but it wasn't just based on his championships. It was based on his play. Yeah. I think if he didn't have two championships, he would have went to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and I think Chris Bosch's career without two championships is not that different from Lamarcus Aldridge. He had uh, seven All-Star appearances as well. Okay, here, here's here's where I, I think they differ. Chris Bosch, like, you can think of, like, certain moments that, um, you know, kind of represented his career, whether um, that be in Toronto or uh, some plays. He had a signature moment in Toronto. What moment yeah. do you think about when you think Lamarcus Aldridge? Like, what... Like yes, he he he's nice, but like I'm not a Blazers fan, so I don't have a moment. I'm sure they probably have their moments, but he's hit a couple game winners, but like it's like it's nothing like like you see Lillard. Lillard has his where his yep. finger just trying to break his fingers with him, like you know how right then. But like he has that one, and he has the one he did against bro. This guy in his first year or second, first time in playoffs, the one he did yep. against Houston, fam. Yeah, he just sent Chandler, Chandler Parsons decided to play. I don't know what kind of defense. That's why he doesn't have a contract no more. That's why he's not in the league no more. But he was showing us his. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Injuries is why he's not in the league no more, bro. I won't say that. But like, yeah, he doesn't. I feel like he's a strong regular season player, not proven enough in the playoffs, and not proven yeah. enough in the most pivotal moments. At least from my, I've just thought about Aldridge as a Mr. Bucket, and I don't think Mr. Bucket goes to the Hall of Fame. That's not enough. Yeah. There's so yeah. many walking buckets in the NBA, especially when you like when you look at some of the the more recent um, guys to, to go into the Hall of Fame, or you look at the Hall of Fame classes. It, they've been like, very strong recently. They've been though. very strong, so it's like yeah, I, I don't know, you know what that what those uh what those classes look like in three four years, which is yeah. when he'll be eligible to get to get in. Yeah, it, it, it could be tough. Chris Webber got denied, bro. Yeah, but, 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 you got accepted. You got denied. Chris Webber needs to go in. But also, bro, it's difficult for me to, to say he's not going to be in the Hall of Fame because then you're kind of, to me, you guys are kind of grouping LaMarcus Aldridge with Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay then was Mr. Bucket, Mr. 20 points per game in his career, mm -hmm. but then he, he didn't have his moments like that. Even Rudy Gay actually had some moments, but... I don't think... I think he's a cut above a player like Rudy Gay. I think he's a cut above a player like Zach Randolph. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think Lamarcus Aldridge is above that level, and yeah, that may be a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I, mean, I think, but the guys just above the like those guys that you're mentioning, the Rudy Gay, the Zach Randolphs, like yes, those guys are really good NBA players and kind of played in a not a weird era, but like an, a time where they just transitional they, era. They were never the best player on on their team. Never, oh, no, sorry, not, not never the best player in the league. Never really in a conversation for MVP or anything like that. Um, their teams were never really in the conversation to win a championship. So it's like, okay, cool, you were good, but what? Like, where's the impact? Aside from you getting buckets, like, what else did you do? Like, but you then I, th I think Lamarcus Aldridge may have had a very similar career to Chris Webber, if uh, other than Chris Webber's playoff runs. Yeah, and, and everyone yeah, wants to be in. I know, I yeah. know, the playoff runs define you, but I'm saying, I think people discount who people are as players as well. Like I get the playoff yeah. runs define you, but that's who he is as a player. And they're very similar levels of player, to be honest. Yo, I, I think I think you, you, you're not giving enough credit to, to Chris Webber. Because Chris Webber, Chris Webber was the... like it was a household name. 
it wasn't one household name. Don't forget the Fab Five. That that Fab Five career was. Also I know. Big. I'm not talking. I don't want. You're then, talking a lot about clout and his name and his. Oh, no. Okay. His, no, no, uh, no. 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 Like and and even that's after kind of that, gets me into the Hall of Fame, though. Yeah. I know. I know. But yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying players getting overlooked because of that. Some players who are very elite level players. I think Lamarcus Aldridge is an elite level player throughout his career, man. He was really yeah, good, but, bro. But it's not that easy to get into the Hall of Fame. It's called yeah. Hall of Fame for a reason, bro. But like, I think one or two of the classes he makes it in, though. Hey, wait, wait. I've got a question. Yeah? It doesn't have to be first ballot. Kyle Lowry? Yeah, I'd put Kyle Lowry in the Hall of Fame. You know why he would go in? Because of Toronto. He gave the Raptors a ring. Yeah. What's your household I moment? I mean, would That's you say he gave moment. him? Does anyone not know Kyle Lowry? Why my house? Why my carry the team? But Kyle, did he have Kyle Lowry? I'm not sure if they get there. Yo, if you come to Canada, you'll understand exactly why Kyle Lowry's going. Exactly, I'm not gonna play. Yeah, bro. Like it's just like the entire city is like like this is Kyle Lowry's home. Like this guy could go anywhere. Like he looked so sad when he was about to get traded. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. the he's, entire he's place came for a ten day contract just to retire. Bro, exactly, like yeah. that's the kind of relationship like, the city has with him too. So it's like it's different. Lamarcus Aldridge never really had that kind of moment with either Portland or San Antonio or with the Nets. So like he, there's nothing that you you go okay. This is what's getting uh, Lamarcus Aldridge into the Hall of Fame. Like exactly. it's not a championship. Oh, yeah. It's not a deep playoff run. It's not like he didn't change the game the way like a Chris Webber or or like a Steph Curry did. Like the, he was a really good player for a yeah. long time, and unfortunately, that that's just right. kind of it. I can see where you guys are coming from. And Chisum, in a very roundabout way to answer your first question, I don't think it affects the Nets' chances that much uh, mm. in the playoffs and the rest of the regular season. He was a nice piece for them. I think Blake needs to step up a bit more now and show mm. show his value. Because mm-hmm. if he can kind of fill that void, that would be nice. DeAndre Jordan needs to step up a bit more now because they yep. kind of relegated him to the DNPCD role. And he's he's come out of that now. And he's playing again because of LaMarcus' uh, unfortunate situation and these guys need to show their value because DeAndre shouldn't be this washed he's looking very washed this year but he shouldn't be I know he's lost his athleticism this this and that but you can still be positionally aware you can still be boxing people out do something I know he hasn't been horrible he's too young to be this trash I I know I know he's not been horrible people are going to say I'm overreacting but he's been pretty bad man and he needs to step it up but if these players can do 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 their jobs not even in excess just do their jobs I think they'll be fine. I have a so question wait. for you, Vino. Wait, I have a question for you, Vino. How this man going to tell me that because Aldridge deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but when he retires from the Nets, they're not even going to feel his impact? I mean, you can, you, you can have that's both. him uh, now. That's him now. And that's because of how stacked the Nets are. That's not because no, no, of him. That's because of how stacked the Nets are. He was yeah, the fifth or sixth the Hall of Fame, on that bro. team. Give, your Shaq in Phoenix, Shaq in Miami, still gave them, he still gave them bits. And that's why Shaq I disagree Shaq in Phoenix with you. gave them nothing. He gave them viral videos. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say he gave them super bad. No, no, next thing, next thing you're gonna tell me, Shaq in Boston. You're gonna tell me Shaq in Boston. Shut up, bro. Shaq in Boston. The, the only thing I remember of Shaq in Boston was, was when Nate. Uh, Nate Robinson put on his shoe, and it was huge. <laughs> That's what I remember. And then he dunked on him. Nate Robinson dunked on him as well. Yeah. In train in in, in practice. Shaq, yeah, LA, but I feel like LA in Brooklyn was definitely not Shaq in fucking Boston, bro. He was maybe Shaq in Miami. Definitely not Shaq in Boston. Shaq no, in Miami no, was still no. an all-star. Hey, Shaq in Miami just came off of Lakers, bro. Don't, Shaq don't, was Miami. Hey. Okay, last, last, year. Last, last year. 
He's not. Big, maybe but, Phoenix. But, maybe but, Phoenix. Yeah, I'll give you Phoenix, but Miami you know, Shaq is. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop um, comparing Lamarcus Aldridge to Shaq. That, that's disrespectful, anyway. Yes. Um, so my point is, though, I feel like he brought an element of the game, and you, I've had this conversation with you guys before. I definitely feel like he's going. They're gonna miss out on him because he was a back to the basket guy. You can never have too many back to the basket because when you're doing back to the basket, means slowing the game down. When you can throw a ball to someone and you can just back somebody up and create either a bucket or an assist off of that, that's one of the easier plays to run. You don't have to do a lot of player movement. You don't have to do a lot of ball movement. You can just do one simple play. So having that in your arsenal, especially on a team like Brooklyn that has a lot of jump shooting, I think that that was a very good thing for them. So now that they've lost that, yeah, yeah, I know you can say you can throw the ball to KD. He can back you, up. Yeah, back you, you knew exactly yeah, what I was about to say. I know he was about to say that, but bro, you're not going to throw the ball to KD every single time for him to back Why? It's one of the most effective things you could do on the basketball Blake, court. Let Blake fill that role. Give it to him. Not back not, to he, 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 KD, KD the ball. Yeah, KD will create, but I'm saying, don't give KD the ball, post it up. Why are you going to post him up, bro? Bro, have you seen how efficient he is at post-ups? Like it's it's actually ridiculous because all he needs yeah, to do is just why. turn around and shoot. Yeah, but why do you, seven... so do you do you know why he's so efficient at it? Because he doesn't do it that much. Because it literally would tire you down. Okay, when he gets tired, he gives the ball to James Harden to cook. When James Harden gets tired, you give it to Kyrie to cook. And when Kyrie is tired, KD is back free, healthy again. Give it to him to cook. Less in players, but on the defensive end. LA was giving LA is a very good positional defender. How you were saying with DJ, I would I would take LA over DJ at such a position. They did no cap. Yep, they did. Yeah, exactly. So I think that they miss they miss a quality center with high they're, they're missing a high IQ center right now, which is what Aldridge could have given them. And I'm sorry, Blake Griffin hasn't shown me that. I don't know if he can be that person. I don't even know if he can still jump. He can dunk, yes. He can get up once in every 25 plays, but bro, I don't see him jumping with all the big centers trying to board. Like box out board, bro. A movement. Does John Henson have a team? Mm. Bro, no, my guy's an analyst, fam. He's done with the NBA. Make sure you a call, fam. This man is John Henson. This guy's players like John Henson. They just need one guy like him. Who's in free agency like John Henson back in the day? Ryan Hollins. Who are you no, to call? bro, that was no, 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 no. He somehow, he somehow became a worse analyst than he was an NBA player, and he was not good. I'll tell you that much. Look, yeah, it's been a minute since I saw him on ESPN. Still, you want Paul Gasol to come back? Uh, at least he didn't get cancelled like, uh, <laughs> like Paul Pierce. <laughs> Yo, I know Paul Pierce coming back with something hard, bro. Yo, fam, he's the truth. I, I saw somewhere that some um, adult f- adult film websites is, is giving him is offering him a hundred k a year to to host a show like a basketball show with strippers behind him. Yeah, it's gonna be called all the coke. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be called all the coke, bro. Uh. Oh man, bro! No, I know a lot of NBA players who would take that in a heartbeat. Man. Yeah, <laughs> I'll know. take that in a heartbeat. Matt Moore, yeah. you take that right now. <laughs> yeah. Ah, me 100K too. 100K a year? Right Sheesh. Uh, Dog, I, I'm, every night Listen, I'm on my EJ shit with the strippers behind I tell me. my girl, come on. It's it's my job. 
Yeah, it's yeah. to pay the bills. Job. <laughs> my responsibility as a man. You see that kiss exactly. on my dick? That was a work thing. We had to do it for the camera. It's mm-hmm. all for the camera, exactly. but we didn't show it. Exactly. We didn't play the clip no more because we didn't like it. But I promise you, it's for the camera. Yeah, it was CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I guess ca- kind of moving on to, to another laughing, laughing stock. Oh, maybe not laughing stock, but from one king, from one king to the other kings, <laughs> the Sacramento Kings. That's um, a laughing stock. That's yeah, a million dollar franchise. From 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 one fun from something funny to another funny, the Sacramento Kings. Huh. Uh, if you don't like that, you don't like Sacramento basketball. Yeah. yeah. We don't. Yeah, we, we don't like that. We really don't. <laughs> Not this season. Big up, uh, big up Marvin Bagley and uh, Harrison Barnes. Big Bagley, Hold... Bagley. Why is it big up him? His dad is awesome. Big up Marvin Bagley. Big up Harrison Barnes. Big up Ray Schwan Holmes. Rashawn Holmes. Uh... <laughs> Yo, these guys are on a nine game. I know his name is Rashawn. Right I know his name is Rashawn. I just don't like the name. Okay. Bro, they got, they Personally, got Houston. Like you still trying to take you this Houston was trying to make the most noise this season. They said no oh my huh. Yo, you wanna know who else is on the dynamic? You want to know who else is on that game losing streak? Who? Okay, see. <laughs> we love to see it. I'm not gonna lie, we love to see it in this in this NBA. Oh no, but you guys are eight, eight game losing streak. Come on, there's no, 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 nine, it's nine. Oh, it's, it's nine? nine. Oh, I didn't refresh my shit. My bad, bro. They are losing yeah. on average by nine points in every game. They are only next but this whole section. I'm not gonna talk. I, I'm not gonna say anything because what am I finna say about the Kings when the Thunder are doing worse? Uh, here, you know the Kings. CP3 needs to be respected. They're, they're a laughing stock. The Kings are. These guys come from house to house, just bringing each team to like the top of the league, mm-hmm. and he's done that mm-hmm. consistently. I think OKC is in a better situation because at least you know we're building for the future right now. The Kings, on the other hand, have a number of really, like, really high-quality players. They've got they, nice pieces, man. Yeah. Like De'Aaron Fox. Any team in the league would take De'Aaron Fox in a heartbeat. Yep. Buddy Hill is a big asset. Rashawn Holmes is a good player. Tyrese Halliburton. He's he's in the conversation for Rookie of the Year, even though he's probably Even Harrison Barnes, a championship-level team, would take him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mo Harkless was just on the, uh, on the um, Clippers Lakers. last year playing good uh, minutes. Hassan Whiteside, like the Lakers were talking with. Let's not speak about Hassan Whiteside. I have a very. Whiteside, like, sorry, did I say Cantor? No. Whiteside is the J.R. Smith of centers. (laughs) No. Whiteside, Whiteside is the Andre Robertson of centers. Mm. Hold up. Hold up. Rewind. Rewind. Andre Robertson was a good defender. Wait, you know, he has a point. You know? like, but, <laughs> hold up, hold up. I just want to say something. Have you noticed when it's anything positive, yeah, this man has a way to connect it to the Knicks. When it's anything negative, yeah, this man has a way to connect it to my team. No, with your phone, <laughs> you know, for years I've been using Andre Robertson as an example. Andre Robertson could play for the Knicks and I'd say that. He's, okay, he's the Austin Rivers of centers. Who do you want? Who do you want? Okay, look. Hassan Whiteside, for years, anyone who has said Hassan Whiteside is good, his first year in Miami when he broke out, you could uh, you could get caught saying Hassan Whiteside is a baller and you're not an idiot. Mm-hmm. But after that, everyone quickly re- realized Hassan Whiteside has zero impact on winning whatsoever. Never once has he been on the court in his life and had a positive impact on the team's winning. That's very big stretch. 
But consistently, <laughs> consistently, he doesn't have a, a good impact on winning. He'll give you games here and there. And at this point in his career, I don't even think he can give you games here and there. I don't think Hassan Whiteside is really an asset. But this is why I said don't bring up his name because I have very strong opinions on him because he's pissed uh, me off over his career. He had so much potential. My, my apologies. I, I didn't mean to trigger you. Thank um, you. I, I also <laughs> apologize to Hassan Whiteside. <laughs> I, I really apologize to Hassan Whiteside for what I've said because that was a wild statement. You're better than that. But you could be better, bro. Come on. The one thing that I have to say is that, like about the Kings, is that Luke Walton is, is getting fired next year. His, he should be fired He's, right now. It's like he managed, like he coached the the seventy three win Warriors for twenty four games, and has turned that into a five year coaching career. And um, honestly, Big up him. get your bread. Yeah, get get your bread. Like you know, do what you have to do. But bro, it's over. Your, your run is over. You need to go back to being assistant coach and, and kind of work your way back up because this team is way too talented to be what twelfth. In the league, no. In the in the West, no. You're better than the the, the you're Spurs. Better, you're, better, you're better than the Spurs. You're better than the Warriors. You should be better than the Grizzlies. I yep. don't know how the Grizzlies leapfrogged them. It, it's it's ridiculous. So, I'm I'm no, sorry. If you don't remember, if you don't remember a few years back, the the Kings were pushing for a playoff spot three years back, I think, and since then they've dropped off every year. Yep. Yeah. I remember when when Luke Walton left the Lakers, everyone was like, "Oh, like th- that's that's so funny." The Lakers can't keep a good coach, and I'm like, "Bro, he he's not a good coach." Bro, he's Frank Vogel so is one of the coach. best things that's happened to the Lakers in years. Yep, absolutely. So um, yeah, Luke Walton, sorry, bro, but um, your, t- your time is up. Yeah, but yeah, just sorry. before we wrap up, though, Chisum. Yep. Sorry, no, were you saying something? Yeah, I was just gonna say like Luke Walton. No one, you see how how every coach has their like identity. But mm-hmm. yeah. any good coach has an identity like that you can point them out. You, their play style, their tenacity. We all know what defense or offense. Like some have your team running forty-seven out of forty-eight minutes of the starters, and then one minute for the bench. We know this. Mm-hmm. We know that mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Doc Rivers, is a hard coach. He gonna bark at everybody from the first start to the last time. He wants everyone playing hard. We know that Mike D'Antoni doesn't understand defense. That mm-hmm. word is in his in his playbook. So, like, all this is, what do we know about Luke Walton? He was the coach for the Warriors, but nothing really changed from when Steve Kerr was around. When he went mm-hmm. to the league, I don't even know what team, what that team was. That team didn't know it, what it was. Legit, every single game, like, the the, the Lakers announcers, would, the, when they're talking about the coaches, it's just, oh, Luke Walton's the youngest coach in the NBA. Luke Walton, and that, that was his idea. He's only 19. And it's just like, bro, this cannot, it's like, they're talking about, uh, Tom Thibodeau, he's one of the uh, best defensive minds in the league. Luke Walton, one of the youngest coaches in the league. Like, <laughs> Just get, get this man out of here. Just facts, come on. facts, facts. But hey, going going from one end of the the West. Just before we wrap up, I wanted to talk about the uh, the Clippers because we we were talking about um, Doc Rivers a lot, mm-hmm. and PG basically blamed it on Doc. It, well, I didn't think it was a cool shot to take, but he fired that shot basically, and the mm-hmm. whole team kind of backed him on that. Apart from, I guess, Montrez, but um, <laughs> yeah, they fired and that Lemon shot. And Lemon Pepper Lou. And Lemon No, 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 that wasn't on him, though. But uh, <laughs> see, I think the Clippers, I think I need to know. I, I need to make an apology. Just like Noble, I need to make an apology today. I've talked bad on Tyron Lou several times. I think a couple of times on this podcast. I want to apologize to him because he. I think he's got something about him as a coach. I know he's not better than Doc Rivers as a coach, but maybe he's a better fit for this Clippers team because 
they've been playing really good recently. And Tyron Lue looks like he's, he knows what he's doing, man. Mm. He's, he's got them playing very well. He's got PG playing very well. He's got Kawhi lurking in the shadows but balling out. It's I think the team's got a good balance. And I think the pickup of Rajon Rondo makes them very dangerous. What do you guys think that... Um, the Clippers could do in the playoffs because I think that they're a real contender now. My, my take has stayed the same pretty much all season. These guys, like, they're really good in the regular season. We know Kawhi has stepped it up in the past in the playoffs. I don't believe in Paul George. Since he left Indiana, this man has had a great regular season. Even um, there was once he was in the MVP conversation, even though he wasn't actually going to win it. But then playoff starts and Playoff beat takes over. It's a blood that he, just needs to, he needs to get past it and prove it to us. Like, it's not on. We know what to expect at this point. He has mm-hmm. to show us that he's different. Because we know he's different. We all expect him to be different, but it keeps disappointing us. So no, I, I think time, the disappointment yeah. comes from the fact that this guy will always go in talking big. Like, you mm-hmm. have, like, saying, oh, this season is championship think- or bust. Yeah, we expect to win. And then at the end of the season, when he doesn't win, he turns around and says, yeah, we all knew that this season was just the first yeah. season. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. just switches up his dialect. Like, that's, that's what... Yeah, I understand. Me. I understand what you're saying. But I, th- I think we can assume Paul George will be at least decent in the playoffs this year. I don't think... Th- does everyone think that he's going to be trash again? Because I don't yeah, think like, he's going to be trash. was an underrated pickup for them. Who? Yeah, I said this just now. Yeah, is what's gonna actually take him over the hump. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's make an assumption then. Do do me a favor then, no. Make make an assumption for me. If Paul yeah. George is able to maintain his level in the playoffs, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think that they're a contender? Because I do. Yes, yes. bro. I if love he that, maintains man. it, but then that's, that's like a massive if. I don't massive. think it's a massive if. I believe in playoff P. Yeah, actually, bro. first of all, I believe I in playoff P, but in the other direction. I don't think. I don't think that. Paul George is as Way bad as Paul Peter has been loved on him because even in the playoffs, even the games when I mean the the problem with him is that when he goes bad, he goes he disappears. Mm-hmm. But in the playoffs, he still doesn't play bad. But the bad games, sorry, like the games he plays good, he's really good. He's himself. Mm-hmm. But when he goes bad, he goes down bad, bro. And now with that being said, just so I'm not gonna lie to you, you should be very scared of what playoff B. Get out of here. <laughs> no, no, not even that. You should be scared of the Clippers. Forget Clip, forget Playoff P. They have Rajon Rondo. They playoff have the Rondo. I'm scared of. I, I, I will admit, I am petrified of Playoff Rondo. However, if you're telling me that, like, Playoff P, he'll he'll be good for like the first four or five games of of the of a series. Yeah, but that's then what they game need to six, be game six, and game seven. If it gets there, bro, he he's playing for the op- like for the opposition. The, your best move is to put him on the bench. You are a disrespectful, motherfucker. And I don't give a no. fuck because he's not going to no. do shit. No, he's not going to do shit. No, he's no. not going to do shit. No, no. he's no. with us. No, hey, Listen. Bro, George, yeah, he's playing. He's with us. Tristan, I don't like us. cancel culture, <laughs> bro. But you have just been canceled. I'm canceling you. He's with us. Yo, you wish he was with you. You wish he would you. Yo, I, I'm telling you right now. He he probably has a camera set up in the clip in the Clippers training facility showing LeBron all the plays and shit. He is yeah. with us. Yeah. And where's LeBron going to do anything about those plays from? Hey, LeBron's going to shout those plays from street clothes. AOP. AOP. Hey, AOP. Yeah, exactly. He's with us, bro. Should I tell you why you should be scared though? Yeah, tell me. Because like you said, first of all, I think there's about what three weeks or two weeks left in the NBA? On it was a month. 
it was a month, maybe a week ago. So I'm not sure. But anyway, between three weeks to four weeks left in the NBA. LeBron is meant to come back in about three weeks, mm-hmm. two to three weeks. AD is yes. coming back now. The Lakers are not going to be full strength. They might not even be full strength by the time the first round comes around. Okay. If you guys go into the first round, and I'm not going to lie, it's looking very likely you guys, you guys will be in that sixth position. Mm-hmm. So if you go into the lake, if you go there, because I see Portland going up, they're just going to win more games than you. They're better. If you guys land in six, the Clippers stay in three. Broski. 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 He's with us. You're out. Hey, out. Bro, you don't understand. The, the, the Lakers have six men on the court and the Clippers have four. Poor George is like, he's a Laker, bro. Like, don't give me this. You, you and I know this. Jesus, we all know this. You're being cancelled. Bro, he was Listen. playing for the Nuggets last year. What do you think that was? You think an NBA player hits the side of the backboard and it's not intentional? Come on, bro. He knows what he was doing. He's... Psh, get out of here, Paul George. You know what? Play, play I'm going to need of. my moment here. I'm going to need my moment here. Go ahead. Chisholm, five years ago, mm-hmm. me and you. Yeah. 17 wins for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. 17 wins the year before for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And then we've come. Free agencies happened. LeBron's oh, decided I want to leave. Huh? Why you not mentioning OKC? This is a Imano moment right This is a specific point. This is a specific point. So, free agencies come around. LeBron said, oh, I want to leave Cleveland. Yeah. This was 2017. Yeah. Then he said, fuck it. Let me run it back one more year. 2018. They got slapped in the playoffs. He said, nah, I'm done for real this Bro, time. It, before, before that, I just want to let you know LeBron was playing chess while the rest of the NBA Yeah, 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 the trades, whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Keep, keep, Do your yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Go ahead. Yeah. And then he goes and joins the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And then you don't make the playoffs. Injuries, yeah. And then the next year you make the playoffs and win a ring. Yeah. Make a big trade for AD. Mm-hmm. And now you. Yeah. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I sat on your high horse. Yes, sir. Just because you yes, got sir. the best player in the world. Got the best player in the world. And the best team in the world, team. too. Don't forget that. And then the best big in the league mm-hmm. came to your team. Yes, sir. And now you're sat on a high horse. Yes. Hey, about don't say the best big in the league. At that point, when he joined, he was averaging 27 and 12 at the Pelicans. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant Drummond. No, my bad. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. no. Oh, AD. whoa, whoa. Hey, cuss. Nah. But but you got AD mm-hmm. big trade. Yes, sir. And now you're on your high horse talking about playoff P is playing for us. Yes. Playoff P. Chisholm. It, Chisholm, it's remember not just where me. you were. Remember where you came from. It's not just the Lakers yeah? he plays for. Remember, remember where you came from. Remember how you got this ring. Okay. It uh-huh. wasn't by drafting, it wasn't by building your talent. You uh, got the best player in the world. Uh, what I'm saying about poor George is one. I think he he comes up short in the playoffs, which most people agree. And two, he does not take uh, accountability for his mistakes. So when he breaks on the side of the backboard, he says it's a coaching issue. That's not a fucking coaching issue. You hit the side of the backboard. Simple. Like, accept, accept when you're at fault. And when when you do people, great things, bro. people... Bear by the defensive, fam. Okay, Chisholm, Chisholm. If, if Paul George... Right, this is the wager. If Paul George either knocks the Lakers out, yes, or goes further than the Lakers in the playoffs, okay. one or the other, okay, you have to buy with your own money a Paul George T-shirt, and I'm it needs to say play, and it needs to say playoff P, playoff P on the back of it. Yeah, hold on. First off, that's a lot of money. 
first off, that's a lot of money. That that uh, yeah. So un unless we're all going to pool money together to, to buy this poor George jersey for eighty bucks, I'll give you twenty dollars. No, but would you give me another twenty dollars? I'll give you twenty dollars. All right, Abdullahi, will you put another twenty dollars and I'll put twenty dollars and get this eighty dollar jersey? Yes. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. And what if the Lakers win the championship or go further than the than the? No, that's what happens? That's expected. You say with your chest. That's it. That no, 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 no. I'm not team. talking that's shit on the Lakers. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the Lakers are a good team. You're talking shit on Paul exactly. George and Clippers. Yo, so you handle your business like a man. Okay. Hey, okay. I I will accept this. But then, is anything that I have said about Paul George today wrong? Is my question. Yes. Yes. Wait, 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 what part of it is wrong? The fact that you said that he is going to crumble in the playoffs again and he's going to be your sixth player. This is wrong. <laughs> Yo, he's this not, is wrong. <laughs> Yo, Paul George is the sixth man forever in the clip. Whoever the clip is playing against. It's not just the Lakers. Of the year for 29 other teams. <laughs> Yo, it, it's not just the Lakers. He, he's done this with Utah. He's done this with, with Portland. Like, he, will he will hand other team victories in the playoffs. And like, I think... by not playing the way Paul George has played all season. And it's like during regular season, he will play at an MVP level. After that, only only God knows. You know why I refuse to believe that? Why? Because his back has been against the wall before and he has proven himself. When he was in Indiana, when he was in Indiana, he, he, he literally just so missed long ago. What I'm trying to say is that he has that ability. And then in the regular season, he has the ability to still ball out. Yes, and so I do believe that whatever is happening in the in the playoffs, I think I think maybe DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin were lob city once. That was like nine years ago. You don't you don't see yeah, me coming back here saying, "Hey, bro, like these guys They're still got it." No, 28, 27 this season, bro. Paul like, George is. You, what I'm saying is like you, you're saying his back has been against the wall once, and he came he came up um, like came up big three times and yeah, quite a few times. And since then, he has consistently not shown up in the playoffs the way he no, did. But, it has, but that's the thing; people just want to actually. No one tries to understand the reason why he's not showing up because someone could not show up for someone could not show up ten times and have ten different reasons okay and neither and none of them is the fact that he just gave up no. so okay. I'm, saying, I'm not saying he gave up but then when when he does come up short it's always someone else's fault it's okay. never well, poor George saying system, you're just I fucked up I'll accept that I'll accept that so so the, the, so the reason why I think it will continue to happen is because this guy consistently blames other people for his shortcomings and he's not taking responsibility for it hence not forcing himself to improve so I think he will just continue on the same path. If you believe differently, sure. But if you don't take responsibility, there's no way you're going to improve. That's my understanding of things. And he has not shown any responsibility. I can't wait to see that Clipper jersey. I'm right here. Like, comment, subscribe. Y'all might not see me on this podcast next week. I don't really know what I'm doing here anyways. Like, it might just be I don't me. Get it, it might just be me. Noble's going away for personal reasons. He's learning from Kyrie. Uh, Chisum, he's getting cancelled. He he's learning from Paul Pierce, yeah. <laughs> and and Vino is going away. He's learning from Paul George. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Okay. 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 So guys, next week the podcast is just going to be a re-recording of Noble's apology. Over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay. 
Um, well, thanks everyone for, for listening to this uh, episode of Pump Fakes and Hot Takes. Both these guys have tried to do the outros and failed horribly. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode. Until then, you know that Paul George is not a player performer. Have a good night.